Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Welcome to Finding Certainty. If you're a a new visitor, we appreciate you uh, stopping in and checking us out. If you're a frequent listener, thanks for coming. We appreciate your time and I think you're going to really enjoy my special guest today, Jessica Brothers. Mm-hmm. Jessica, thanks for being here. Thank you, Patrick. Blessed to be here. Appreciate it. Well, I'm excited to have our audience uh, hear your story and uh, some of your insights into branding, into nutrition, into really uh, ways to help elevate your life to higher levels. And you're an expert at that. Mm-hmm. I uh I always start out by sharing just a couple of reasons why I've invited this specific guest on Finding Certainty. And first and foremost, uh, Jessica and I have gotten to be friends, and she is one of the most dynamic personalities I've met. She just has this uh, infectious energy and this just this massive um, charisma that is very, it's very contagious. And um, I thought everyone would enjoy hearing her and hearing. Uh, from really an expert in her field, but more importantly, a personality that you just want to listen to. You just want to sit and and listen to her talk. And then, but secondly, she's figured out some things throughout her career that can help take your brand to a completely different level. Uh, she talks about owning your brand and and living it fully. And so, I think it's something that could help any small business out there, and even just if you're looking for ways to maybe become more social or to to get to know more people and build your network. Maybe you don't own a business, but you've thought about it. Regardless, I think you're going to learn some things today from my from my guest, Jessica. So let's go ahead and jump into it. I don't usually share a, an enormous uh, bio starting out because I want to save the time for our conversation, but it's listed in the episode description. But just know that Jessica is a world-renowned integrative nutritionist. She's a branding expert. She's an, uh, an award-winning, uh, best-selling author, speaker. I mean, yeah. the list goes on and on. So, <laughs> Incredible. Thank you, Patrick. We're excited to have you here, Jessica. So so tell us a little bit about yourself. Where, where do you come from? How, uh, where'd you grow up? Maybe a little bit about your family, if you don't mind. Sure. I, I come from Massachusetts, actually, the East Coast. Uh, you know, I grew up in a small town called Agawam. Uh, and you know, I, I have four sisters, uh, I'm right smack in the middle. I have two older, two younger, three of them are half. One is full blood, uh, basically grew up there. But, uh, from a young age, my mom started bringing us over to California to visit my aunt. And as far back as I can remember, I remember every time we would land in California, I was like, wow this is where I want to be. I feel like I got the travel bug really, really early in life. And as soon as I uh, graduated high school, uh, I I think I lasted a year in college at UMass uh, in Massachusetts before I actually started moving around and traveling. And and even to this day, I still do. So um, that's, that's a little bit about me. I've always been an artist and into fitness at the same time. Nine years old, I did. I learned my first bicep curls and started doing squats and uh, sit-ups on my living room floor. My mom used to look at me and be like, 
what are you doing, Jessica? I'm like, mom, I, I gotta be healthy. I gotta feel healthy. And I used to make special grocery lists for her to go shopping for me because I was getting really particular about my food. Uh, and I was the only one really in my family that was like that. Something just came to me and, and got that bug. And, 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 and on top of it, I was an artist. I created my first uh, profitable business. At, you know, I think I was like 12 years old. And um, it was all about art and crafts. And I went around the neighborhood with a handmade magazine collecting orders. And uh, that's nice. pretty much where I started in life, you know? <laughs> so you've been a, a nutritionist since you were a child and an entrepreneur, sounds like, for just as long. That's fantastic. Yes, yes. Isn't it interesting how our life, our lives' paths kind of choose us more often than we choose them, right? Whether it's instilled in us from a young age, whether it's uh, maybe guidance from a mentor or something that just lands in our lap. I mean, I don't know. I would venture to say that there's more people out there that their career found them than those who knew exactly what they wanted to do and chose that path from a very young age. Sounds like you kind of were a mix of the two. You knew what you wanted, but it, it was instilled in you, right? Is that a, yeah. is that a sweet statement? I would say so. For me, it felt like a pull. It really did. It felt like that that inner intuition, that voice, and a pull towards it. Because from a young age, I always I love to smile at people and make people feel happy because I realized the difference of how it made me feel. I loved being happy. Uh, it could be because I grew up in a very depressed uh, household and had a lot of very depressed people around me that I quickly learned the difference between feeling happy and looking happy as opposed to feeling depressed and looking depressed. And for me, so I would smile uh, because that made me look happy. And I found that when I smiled and I looked happy, it actually made me feel happy. And when I was in that mood, in that kind of state, I it was easy for me to be pulled towards the things that kept me in that state, in that mood, which was art and, and creation, really. So, right. uh, yeah, and, and health. Uh, it's so weird. Those two opposites are still very strong in my life today. Well, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you've developed a name for yourself as a world-renowned expert in this area. You spent the last you know, what, seven years on NBC as a fitness and nutrition expert. I mean, yes. how many people can say that about their, <laughs> their track record? So that's fantastic. Thank you. Um, you know, it's interesting to your point about how when you smile, kind of you fake it till you make it. You, If you you try to look happy, you try to... to uh, uh, you know, even even pretend that you're happy or or put on a smile on your face that you actually start to feel that way. It reminds me of a uh, of a class I took at BYU, Brigham Young University, years and years ago. It's one of the few lessons I remember from college. <laughs> but they said that our thoughts dictate our feelings. And they also went a step further and they said our negative thoughts are usually distorted. Right. If we, if we lose our job, the first thought we have is, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to be living under a bridge. You know, I'm never going to get another job. Well, that's not true. It's probably unlikely. Yes. And that's what we think. Right. Or we, we tend to just blow them out of proportion. And I gave two examples of of how uh, two coworkers are both sent home from work. They're both contagious. Whatever it was, they felt OK. But they said, no, you can't be here. You're contagious. You need to be home for two weeks. And one of them thought, 
well, man, I'm never, I'm already behind. This is terrible. I can't afford two weeks at home. There's, they're paying him for it, but he's a, but he goes home and he was miserable for two weeks because he had to be sent home. Mm-hmm. The other one said, I've needed a vacation. So we, you know, right. He went home and bought a bunch of junk food. He said, they didn't say I couldn't go fishing. Right. I mean, he just, he relaxed. He watched some movies and went fishing. He totally enjoyed himself. Mm-hmm. What was the difference between those two scenarios? The only difference was what they thought of those scenarios. Perspective. And when they came back to work, guess who was more productive and charged up, batteries charged, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a really interesting lesson to your point that I've always I've always remembered. So yeah. it's it is really important. Our thoughts do dictate uh, how we feel. I mean, our emotions are a direct correlation to the quality of our thoughts. So when you feel crappy. Uh, if you tune in, become aware of your thoughts, you're going to quickly realize that your thoughts are crappy too. And we can change a thought in a matter of any moment. And if we can change our thought, we can change our state and our emotion and our mood in any moment as well. Absolutely. So it's, it's so powerful. Really, really powerful. Well, I know when you uh, coach your clients, you're coaching them on nutrition and fitness, but a big part of that is coaching them on a mindset, right? And on uh, perspective and stepping back from themselves, maybe and analyzing where they're at and what they want. And the the mind is such a powerful thing. It absolutely plays a part in our cells, our business, our our health, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I try not even to say my head is killing me because I don't want it to be true, right? So it is. Our words, uh, you know... The, the human body is, so I've spent probably the past, uh, you know, good 15 years studying the biology of the human body, the interaction of cells and, and health and, and thoughts and emotions and that vibrations that they put out. And our words really, they, they carry a vibration. They hold truth to them because our human brain wants us always to be right. So whatever we say our human brain will find ways to make it true. So that's why it's really, really important uh, to be aware of the words you speak, because especially after the words I am, because anything that comes after I am, your brain's like, okay, we'll make that happen. And so, yes, and saying, oh, I'm, I've, you know, my head hurts. You're going to focus on that because where your energy goes, your focus flows. Uh, or where your focus flows, your energy goes, and your head is going to hurt more. And maybe that sounds a little wonky or woo-woo, but reality is in today's science, they're proving this every single day now. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. They are. You know, growing up, we all heard the the saying that our attitude determines our altitude, right? And yes. PMA, positive mental attitude. And I always thought that made sense. You know, if I try to have a good attitude, I'm going to work harder and and so forth. But I've come to believe, and as you said, the data, the science is confirming this, that it goes way beyond just feeling better. It literally has a almost an organic or a, a uh, magnetic effect in our lives. Mm-hmm. They've proven that a positive thought vibrates something like 10,000 times faster and yes. stronger than a negative thought. And it has a magnetic quality where it draws similar frequencies or vibrations toward us it's a really interesting topic i mean we could go 
we could talk all day just on that subject alone. That's, it's, that's it's, why it's, I usually have a whiteboard behind me because so often I draw out that actual science. So people uh-huh. are interested, like, how does that really work, Jessica? Well, let me show you. <laughs> yeah. But it's very true. Yes. I saw a uh, video a little while ago where they put sensors on people's heads and they could actually measure their thoughts. And it's exactly, it's exactly true. Yes. It's a fa- fascinating topic. So, okay. So you went to UMass for uh, a month or excuse me, a year. And uh, my daughter went to Wellesley College back in, in that area, in that neck of the woods. She got a full ride scholarship to Wellesley, which was cool. Um, and then you started traveling. And were you headed toward California at that time? Or did you kind of see the country, see the world? Uh, for a little while first? Uh, I, I, before I actually went and moved to California, I had driven across the country and uh, back again. And then I realized, all right, I'm moving to California. I, and I packed up, I applied to Chapman University out there because I was going to college for graphic design for arts and with, with a, uh, a minor in marketing. And uh, there was a school out there that was closest to my where my aunt lived, where I was moving, and supported uh, the classes and the education I wanted. So I signed up to Chapman University, moved out there, and loved it. Uh, it felt like home to me. It felt like this is where I belong. Uh, unfortunately, some time went by, and my mother extremely missed me, and I felt bad. And I moved back to Massachusetts. So I got back into my vehicle and drove all the way across country uh, and moved back and went back to UMass Amherst again. Um, That's kind of how that happened. And that kind of similar sequence happened a few more times. I moved away, West Coast. Felt bad about leaving my family, moved back to East Coast. And it happened a couple more times as well. So that was kind of like a similar sequence for me for, you know, my, my late teen, early 20s. Um, and, and so it also gave me the chance to experience the world, travel by car through the country with a map and a highlighter because we didn't have, you know, <laughs> Google and, and cell phones really back then yet. They were just about to come out. Right. And that's how I traveled. Wow. So I've uh, I've seen quite a bit of the country myself. I've been to forty seven states and mm-hmm. you know thirty plus countries, and it's one of my favorite things to do. You know, people ask me what my my top ten list. It's in the top two or three things that I'd like to do for a, a long time to come. So I I understand that. I haven't been to Kentucky, to South Carolina, or North Dakota are still on my list, but I uh, I love it. And I know you travel now all the time as a speaker. And as an author, I mean, your book, I'm interested to know a little bit more about your book um, that you co-authored with Jim Britt and Kevin Harrington. Um, it's called Cracking the Rich Code. Yes. And um, let's get into that maybe in the second segment here. But tell me how you jumped from graphic design and marketing into the becoming really a, a, an expert in nutrition and fitness and everything you do today that's such a blessing to your to your clients. Yeah. So one of my uh, moves to the West Coast was in Las Vegas, where I actually live now. And uh, I was doing bartending and graphic design because I was a hustler. I still am. I love to just work. And uh, end up moving back home 
because again, I felt bad for leaving my family, even though I had an amazing job out here. Uh, And when I got back home, finding a job that was kind of like what I had was tough. So I started applying out towards Boston because I lived in Western Mass. And in the interim, I got a job at a gym because during my time living in Seattle, I actually got my yoga instructor training. And so I got a job at a gym and quickly kind of took over managing, doing fitness classes, training, nutrition, and really kind of fell in love with something that was my hobby uh, and really embarked on that journey and dove really deep into getting uh, educated and certified and all of that. And that kind of put my graphic design and my branding off to the side. And that's when I really started diving deep into the health and fitness world. Well, it's interesting how your career has evolved and I'm fairly familiar with it. I've talked to several of your clients and your colleagues. Uh, we met through Bill Walsh, as you know. Yes. yes. And, um, you know, you've really blended the two with your branding expertise and your marketing background combined with your expertise now as a foremost nutritionist and fitness expert. It's kind of a uh, kind of a unique blend that not a lot of uh, not a lot of um, businesses and uh, Experts out there can can lay claim to right. Usually, they're good at one thing or the other, and yes. they're maybe they're a great architect or a great plumber or a great uh, coach or whatever the case might be. But they don't have that branding side of it, which is so important. They either have to they have to hire it out or figure it out, right? Yes, yes, it's so true. Yeah, it is, uh, and I didn't realize. Um, how much I was branding myself, it was kind of like second nature uh, until I realized uh, that I needed to bring my art back into my world because it was kind of on the side and people kept saying, wow, Jessica, you're really, really good at that. So I started giving it more attention. And as I look back, I was like, wow, I did a really great job on branding myself. I need to teach people how to do this because people struggle with this and advertising, uh, makes you money, but marketing and branding is really what makes you wealthy. <laughs> That's interesting. Why do you say that? What's the difference between the two? Okay. Well, let's, uh, for instance, let's take a, a sneaker company. If I, if I say the swoosh, I don't even have to, I just have to go like this and, and you already know what company comes to your mind. That's branding. That's the power of branding. They have to spend a lot less money on marketing or advertising, I should say, because they've marketed their brand so well. Now, if I were to come up with another sneaker name that isn't so well branded, maybe it's a, you know, a more of a mom and pop and they haven't figured out that massive scale of marketing and branding yet. It, I'd have to tell you a little bit more about or explain it more. Like, uh, I know Tom's is a pretty big shoe company, but Maybe not to everyone. I don't think everyone's heard of Tom's. And, right. you know, so that's kind of the difference. Like the, the Nike swoosh is a brand, you know, whereas like a, a sneaker like Tom's and they were the first ones to come to my mind. They are bigger. However, they, they, not everyone's heard of them. They don't have something I could do as a gesture with my hand that would make them recognizable. I would have to be like, oh, Tom's, oh, the sneakers that you find a lot of the earthy, crunchy people wearing and be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. So they haven't quite achieved that branding success like Nike has. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes. Well, we're up against our uh, break. Let's uh, uh, take a quick break here. We'll be right back. We're visiting with... Jessica Brothers, 
She's the founder and CEO of her brand, Jessica Brothers. And uh, you can find her everywhere on, it's at I am Sigma Woman. Is that right? Got it. So let's go to break. We'll be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. You're listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back, and thanks for being with us. We're visiting with Jessica Brothers. She's a legacy branding expert combined with a nutrition and fitness expert. And we were talking a little bit about the the difference between branding and marketing before the break. You made a really interesting point while we were on break here, Jessica, and that is that you have to make sure your brand is omnipresent. Do you mind expanding on that for the the listening audience, what that means? 
For sure. Uh, I was just uh, telling Patrick that, you know, when I was studying under uh, Grant Cardone, uh, he really drilled into my head about omnipresence. You have to be everywhere. Meaning, you know, everyone's on their phone. Someone opens up the Facebook, they see you. They open up Instagram, they see you. They open up YouTube, they see you. Um, they, they go on Google and there's an ad for you. Like the more that you are seen heard shown to the a single person or or an audience or the world the more you're going to be trusted the more you're going to be referred to the more you're going to be um bought from uh it it becomes a brand a trust uh because the more people see you the more they recognize you and the more they, they trust that because you're showing up and and so the point was this was my first lesson from grant he said to me jessica what's the best burger out there and I said, well, it depends on who's eating it. He goes, no, that's not what it is. Is this McDonald's? I said, what? Oh, <laughs> sorry. I haven't <laughs> eaten at McDonald's since I was probably 15 years old. Like, that's disgusting. He goes, that's the point. It's not about being the best or having the best product. It's about being the best and most known. And that is the difference between advertising and branding it's exactly right yes. obviously if you have a great product and high quality and so forth and you have that branding presence that's the best of both worlds right mm -hmm. but, but you're exactly right uh, i've been a sales trainer for most of my career uh, i've been in sales for 35 years and i've told my salespeople for for decades that if we say it we're biased right it's only it's like a one x if we say something our customers automatically are suspicious they know we're, we're biased they know they, they take it with a grain of salt right and yet if others are saying it about us it's a 10x right it's it's so much stronger that's why even when we sell we should speak in third person yes Not me telling you it's others saying and this is what we're hearing from our customers this is why so many people are are interested in what we're doing and this is the feedback we hear that's speaking in third person you're speaking for the masses not for yourself. Obviously, the strongest statement is to get them to say it, get your customer to say it. And uh, it just comes down to good questioning. So so it's a very interesting topic. I couldn't agree more. Um, you've done a great job of building your brand, the at I am Sigma woman, which leads me to my next question. Let's talk about Sigma. Oh, I love this. Your science, all of your brand. What does that mean? And why is it so important to you and your brand? Uh, well, it's important to me and it's, it's who I am. Um, and it may not mean a lot to others, although it's a curiosity thing. And it is about me because I'll, I'm teaching people to brand themselves. Okay. So Sigma is a personality type. It's a very rare personality type. And I didn't learn about this until, uh, not that long ago. And my whole life growing up, I felt very different. Uh, I, I seem to fit in everywhere in every single circle. However, at the same time, people would talk about me. I felt like an outcast. I didn't have a lot of friends. I thought differently. I dressed differently. I was told that too. You're weird. You dress weird. People don't dress like that. And, and, and I would always be told I'm intimidating. Wow. You're, you're, you know, you have a lot of like, uh, passion behind you. I've never felt passion like that. And, and I was very much a loner. Um, at the same time of not having friends, it was okay because I spent a lot of time by myself. 
And a sigma is someone that is just like that. Uh, we've heard of alphas, right? Like the alphas of the wolf pack, they're the leaders. Uh, however, alphas need a pack. They need other people. And a sigma is like an alpha in strength and in confidence and in pride and a higher high intelligence and thoughts and thinking big and, and being um, a forethinking. But at the same time, they like to be alone. So it's a stronger kind of presence. And that's where people, when you're around the sigma, you feel them. And that's what you talked about, that magnetic uh, personality, that, that difference that you feel. And I just thought I was weird. Uh, I, I didn't realize. So I always felt like there was something wrong with me until, and I don't like to put myself into boxes. And that's another thing. I don't like labels. That's, that's a Sigma thing too. However, when I learned about Sigma, someone put this in front of me because they saw what I was going through because they went through it and uh, they recognized me right away and showed me a video and during that video, oh my gosh, I just poured crying. I never felt so understood in my life. Interesting. So then I was able to own myself and really, really rise up. And that is why uh, Sigma Woman is so important to me. That's really interesting. You know, I wonder if I'm not a Sigma because I've been accused of, of being um, insensitive at times or cold or distant i, I was de described as austere by my partner the first time he met me mm. i feel yeah. like i'm a people person but i refer to myself as an anti-social people person yes i get to soon be all alone on a river fishing you know fly fishing by myself or mm -hmm. in my office getting working on a project and so that's that's very interesting i wonder if there's a some uh some uh, similarities there. And I, I know it's like 0.007% or something like yeah, that. Absolutely. That category. Mm -hmm. either, really weird, either really weird or really special. One of the two, right? <laughs> I'll take both. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you mentioned Grant Cardone. I know you've been on stages with uh, the likes of Darren Hardy and Bill Walsh. I mean, Grant Cardone is one of the you know top speakers in the world. Mm. And um He's a he's an interesting guy. I mean, talk about passion and what you do. Any other lessons that you that you learned while working with Grant? Yeah, I wasn't thinking big enough. That was that was very clear to me. Uh, I was not thinking big enough. Get in room of people who are thinking bigger than you. Get in room of people that you want to aspire that you are aspiring to be. Because again, going back to that brain, when you surround yourself with the people that you aspire to be, that you are, and I say you are because you have to be there now in order to get there, uh, then your brain will make sure that that happens. When, when you're around people that aren't challenging you, you are saying, okay, I'm here, I've arrived. And your brain kind of settles down. But when you get into the room with bigger thinkers, people doing big things, your brain's like, okay, well, we got to bring you here now. And, and you end up going there. You start doing things that they do. And, and so it's, that's a big thing. I mean, other than that, he taught me a lot about business because I was kind of self-educated on business. I didn't go to business school. And he showed me a lot about business and scaling and the challenges people get in business and how to structure business. Uh, and he, he educated me even more in, in marketing and, and branding as well uh, to add to what I already naturally was doing. Um, other than that, um, to never give up. And it doesn't matter what people say or think because if they're talking about you, they're talking about you. And that's all that matters. <laughs>
heard is I heard once that any press is good press, right? Yes. Even, if bad, even if it's bad press, you know, if people are talking about you, um, you know, it's 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 expanding that brand, right? You can control it. That's one of the things I like about about being a radio show host is that I can control my message, mm-hmm. get our message out to millions of people. And yeah, we, we choose who, the guests we want to have. We choose the questions we want to ask, the direction we want it to go. It's always interesting where it takes me because, as I was telling you earlier, when I first started as a host with Voice America, I'd script out my show. I'd write out the questions I was going to answer. It was all written out, right? It was very uh, planned. And it was stilted because since I changed and now I come into it cold, of course, done my research on you or written up the episode description, but I really don't have any idea where I'm going to take the show. And in the process, it feels so much more natural. And whether we're talking about 10Xing our life and our business, like like with Grant Cardone, or we're talking about how to overcome trauma or stop Alzheimer's, and I've had all these different guests, but it's it's been really fantastic letting it take its course and letting it go where it's going to go. I think the same thing happens in life and in business. I mean, you've seen this in your career, just letting it take you where it needed to go, right? Would you agree? Yes, 100%. Yes, I completely agree. It's a beautiful thing life is. Uh, and, and, you know, I get asked the question a lot, uh, what would you change? What would you tell your younger self now? And so the answer to my first question is, I or the first question is, I wouldn't change anything because I wouldn't be right here in this moment if I changed anything because it would change the entire trajectory of my life, the lessons I had to learn um, to be where I am. And what would I tell my younger self? Stay strong because life is getting really good by you going through what you're going through. And that's the best advice I can give you. Just keep going. Keep that head up like it always is. You're not going to be let down. Just keep going. I so, agree. 100%. Yeah. You know, awesome. it comes back to our mindset, right? Our perspective. I think one of, the t- one of the reasons that life is hard and why we struggle, so many people out there, they deal with anxiety or depression, discouragement, is that they're expecting life to be easier or they're expecting it to go differently. And when bad things happen, which they happen to all of us, part of the mortal experience, they're surprised by it or disappointed or frustrated. They shake their hands, at, you know, their fist at the heavens and say, why me? Well, why you? Because it, you're, you're alive, right? It happens to every one of us. And if we just expect life to be hard and we try accordingly and we take, you know, like water off a duck's back and roll with the punches... I think it's much easier to to handle than being thrown thrown off by it or surprised or taken back by mm. our things that happen. Mm. Yes. You know, this is something I, I lead with a lot. Words. We were talking about words and the power of words. Like you don't even like to say that your head hurts. Well, if you say, oh, oh it's such a bad day or why is life so hard? What do you think is going to happen? Your day is going to be bad and life is going to be hard because, you know, like they're doing in science now, measuring our mood through its vibration, because the higher vibration, the happier you are, the lower the vibration, the lower you are. And in science, you know, uh, things attract. 
I mean, it, it does. So if you are in a low vibrating word, you're going to attract more low vibrating things that make you feel that way. So when you're like, when you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you go and you grab coffee and the coffee's all gone, you go to take a shower and the shower's cold, then you, you're late for work and you're hitting every red light and you realize that your gas is low. Now, it's all because you woke up with a perspective in a low vibrating frequency that you started and kept attracting all those negative low mm -hmm. things happening in your life. Now, you also have that control like you were just talking about. When you wake up and you realize you're late for work, well, guess what? There's a reason why I'm late for work today. Instead, flip the script, right? Use your words, your power of your words to change your day. It doesn't have to be a bad day. You can smile. All right, I feel better. Nice. How is this working for me, not to me? How is this right. working for me? Because when bad things happen, it's showing you what you don't want. Now, now, so go to the other side and think, okay, if this is what I don't want, what is it I do want and focus on that? Because what you focus on, your energy flows to. Right, this whole half glass full, half glass empty concept, right? Yes. Same amount yeah. of water. It's just yeah. how do you decide to define it? Mm. Um, you said an interesting point earlier about how our mind doesn't want to make us a liar. It wants it, whatever we say to be true and it goes to work to make it so. What's an, an interesting principle along those same lines that our mind doesn't know the difference between real and make-believe. So that's why the, the power of affirmations, the power of goal setting, you know, and visualization, manifestation, because our mind, it doesn't know if it's that it's real or, or not. It doesn't know if we're, if we say, I am this and fill in the blank, it says, okay, I am a best-selling author. I am a world-renowned speaker. I am a great dad. A great spouse. Whatever you say it is, it doesn't know that it's not already true. Mm -hmm. And it certainly goes to work to make sure that it's true. It's just, it's, it's, it's the power of the mind, but it's really interesting, really interesting point. It is. Uh, manifestation, this is something people are uh, becoming more aware of uh, and asking about uh, quite, quite frequently. Um, and, and the thing is, people are like, oh, manifestation doesn't work because I'm not getting what I want. Well, it's always on. It's like a light switch. You can't, it, it's actually, it's not like a light switch. You can't turn it off. How about that? And like manifestation is always happening. It's just, you are focusing on the wrong things. So you're manifesting the wrong things. And that's really what people need to wake up to because the only real moment or the only thing that's ever real is this moment. And then this moment, and then this moment, and I can go on and on. And your brain, your body, your life knows nothing different than what you bring into this moment right here, right now. Your thought, your feeling, your belief, that is what it is, period. Couldn't agree more. Well, we're up against our, uh, our last break here, our next break. So uh, we're visiting with Jessica Brothers. She's a world-renowned nutritionist and uh, legacy branding expert. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what you mean by legacy. Yeah. Uh, so let's go to break. We'll be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. 
Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteen.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty. T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back. Appreciate you listening in today. Visiting with Jessica Brothers. She is a nutritionist and an integrative nutritionist. Maybe you can explain what that means, but I want to talk a little bit more about um, legacy branding, as I said. So, You've become an, an, a, an expert and nutritionist. You've spoken on stages all over the country and around the world with some pretty big names. I mean, Darren Hardy, Grant Cardone, et cetera, et cetera. You're a, you're a best-selling author. And you, you teach your clients not only how to improve their health and their mindset to elevate their lives to a different level, but you're teaching them how to achieve financial success as well and blend those two together because they're really connected at the hip right the health and fitness and success as an entrepreneur so can you talk a little bit about what you mean by legacy i know the the name legacy branding came about because of a, an event in your life you said it was quite life-changing do you mind talking about it yeah, sure it? absolutely uh you know after being into health and wellness and, and getting so much education on it uh, and eating clean and healthy, working out seven days a week, uh, overcoming eating addiction, overcoming all kinds of abuse, overcoming a ton of adversity. Um, I was, I considered myself to be really, really healthy, eating cleaner than most. And I developed an autoimmune Um like bedridden autoimmune disease where they wanted to actually uh, give me a liver transplant. Wow. And I, I, I could barely lift my head off the pillow sick. 
and I wasn't having it. I said, absolutely not. I know enough about the body and I'm going to learn more. I dove back into biology, started learning about cellular health, where do autoimmunes come from? And I said, I'm going to heal myself. Everyone laughed at me. I like to say today I'm fully healed 100%. Uh, so here I am living healthy, eating right, doing personal development. And I'm like, why, why is this happening to me? Right? This is, this was back before I had my epiphany. I started down this path of spirituality and I'm not talking about religion because I was never brought up with religion. I'm talking about self-love relationship with self. And I started realizing, wow, the voice inside my head still puts myself down. All this personal development and my voice inside my head still puts me down. And as I started diving deep into how to overcome that, how to transform that, a lot of other great things came too, to where I learned I was doing everything in the physical world, meaning like I was eating my food right. I was eating the right foods for my body. Uh, the right um, nutrition where I eliminated, you know, all kinds of inflammation and things that my body didn't like. I was working out seven days a week. I was verbally saying good words and, and practicing reading every single day. I was doing the sunrise every day. However, my spiritual inner self was completely off. And in that moment, I realized for someone to complete, to achieve optimal health, this is the key that most people miss. We want to exercise and we want to diet. But those are just half and a portion of what's going to help you achieve your optimal health. Because the other half of it is your spiritual self. Because in science, spirit and physical work together. You can't have one without the other. Because what influences an atom to actually shift into a molecule is the influence of energy. And we are a bunch of molecules. So what influences us? Well, energy. Dr. Lipton studies this beautifully. So then I realized, okay, if I'm doing everything physically right, then what is the energy that needs to happen for me to, to coincide with what I'm doing physically? And when I started doing that, I healed myself 100% from an autoimmune disorder, from where I could only eat um, pretty much vegetables, a few pieces of meat and sweet potatoes to eating anything I want almost overnight. And wow. that is the moment I realized that anything you want in life takes both the physical and the spiritual to actually come to an existence. And that is what changed everything for me. And that's really what legacy is about is your life. What do you, what significance do you want to leave on this earth? Because it's more than just physical. It's more than just business. It's, it's your relationship with others and yourself. And how do you show up for yourself spiritually, your self-love? Because how you are inside is how your external world also reflects. 100%. I, I, I couldn't agree more with that. You know, I was on a, uh, a podcast yesterday with a friend of mine named April Porter. She, she owns Ask April Porter. It's an organization that helps franchises um receive the support and the mentorship and the tools that they they need and we were talking about the importance of not necessarily balance in business because there are times when we're out of balance there's times we're trying to hit a deadline or trying to launch a new product and we're certainly not balanced but 
she, she said a really interesting phrase. She said that she has come to believe that what we need is harmony in our lives. And I think it's a great definition or a great example of this inner and interior, exterior, spiritual and physical um, blend that we have to have. I think mm-hmm. harmony in our lives and our businesses is a really great word. Yes. Uh, I, I choose to use harmony over balance. When people talk about balance, we balance usually means equal for most people. Um, yeah. You know, so I like to use harmony because sometimes uh, it, it's, it's going to constantly be going like this. And it's a dance. It's a harmony. It's not always like this. You, if, if you work eight hours, it doesn't mean you do eight hours with your family. Um, you know, it's some is going to have more attention than others, depending on the day, the week, the month, the year, the season your life is in. So it is. It's a dance and a harmony. And I love that she uses that word. Right. Cycles of life, right? Yes. So we're coming toward the end of the show. It's always amazing how fast it flies by. Doesn't hurt when we have a great guest like yourself. But um, let's talk a little bit about your book. You wrote this book called Cracking the Rich Code. And um, interested how you came up with that title. And what is it that, I guess, the lesson that is taught or the lessons that are taught in that book that could maybe benefit our listeners today? Yes. So uh, I'm going to be transparent on this book. It's it, what it's not solely my book. It is actually Jim Britt's book. He came up with the title. It was a project with him and Kevin Harrington, and they asked me to write a piece of it. So I'm just a portion of it, telling my story of how what I just talked about, of what I had been doing all my life and feeling like I've been struggling. You know, um, with with again, uh, I've struggled with depression. I've struggled with, uh, you know, a food addiction. Even though I I was healthy eating, I would overeat, and I would I would punish myself with with going to the gym or running. And I hate running to this day. I will not run. <laughs> Cardio and me just don't exist. We just don't do it. Uh, and uh, yes, <laughs> I I don't. You get me a Muay Thai. That that will be my cardio. I love Muay Thai. I, I, I've, I've gotten, uh, you know, quite, quite the, the good, um, from the disciplines of martial arts, but however, um, again, when I realized that if you want to be richness, like wealthy, wealthy, thank you. If you want to be wealthy, let's break down that word. Well, thy, thy is well. So wealthy is not about money. It's about you being well. How do you become well? You have that harmony of that physical and that spiritual in you. When you find that harmony in you, everything in your life changes, meaning your thoughts, your perspectives, the way you interact with people, the way you interact with your life, the choices you make, the habits you have, every single thing. We have so many decisions to make a day that most of them, we're on autopilot. We don't even realize we're making them. And so, so if you change just yourself, everything you do in life is going to change. And that's how you become wealthy. That's how you crack the rich code. We think we need to eat the frog every morning and, and make ourselves do these things. I'm not saying be lazy. I'm saying make sure you're fulfilling yourself first. And most people call that selfish. But however, 
Selfish is a word that we've been given with uh, the wrong emotional attachment to it because selfish really means one with self. And they tell you put the oxygen mask on first when you're on an airplane, right? Well, wouldn't that be selfish? If you have to do it there to survive, why wouldn't you do that in every aspect of your life? And that's, that's what I discovered for myself when my life started changing. And that's the realization I give to people and teach and coach people so that they can build their legacy and own it now. So when they're ready to leave this earth, there's not a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know, it's like, wow, I did, period. Uh, and you talk about legacy branding, right? It's about creating our personal brand, our business brand, and creating and leaving behind a legacy in the process. Mm. And I don't think it is selfish. I think it's about self-love. Yes. One of my favorite books is by an author named Greg Bear. He wrote a book called Real Love. Mm. And he has saved thousands of marriages and, and relationships by teaching people how to love themselves first and find joy in themselves and in their uh, in their needs being fulfilled and not looking to someone else to do that for them, right? Yeah. Um, I think ultimately, ultimately what it's coming down to, it's not about being selfish and ignoring others or, or putting them last, you know, it's just the making sure that you are not forgotten in the mix mm. and that you, are, uh, you have that harmony in your personal life as well as your relationships. And great book, by the way, if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Anyone who's listening, if you're in a relationship that's struggling, go get Real Love by Greg Bear. It's uh, fantastic. So um, how do people get a hold of you, Jessica, as we come to the end of the show? Absolutely. You can message me on pretty much any social media platform at I Am Sigma Woman. Uh, you can visit me at jessicabrothers.com. Those are the best ways to get to know me more, reach out to me and, and, uh, and, and get a hold of me for sure. Fantastic. I appreciate being on the, the show today. We've covered a lot of different topics. Um, yeah. As I said earlier, people uh, refer to this as a kind of a stroll down memory lane, remembering some of the things you've been through. And uh, you've been through a lot. You've accomplished a lot. I know you're not done. You've got a, a lot on your plate, a lot that you're doing. And um, I'm sure you'll accomplish great things to come. I look forward to to being an observer and cheering you on. So, Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for being here, Jessica. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you as well. If you are listening to this and you're looking for certainty in your life, I titled the show Finding Certainty, but we could have called it Creating Certainty instead because it is within our reach. We can't give up. We need to get out and go after it. As Jessica said, Grant Cardone said, don't give up. He talks about 10Xing our lives. Look at our health, look at our relationships, our faith. Say, how can I do more? I heard just recently, if we picked the top three things that we wanted to accomplish, I heard this from Kevin O'Leary two days ago in a conference I was at. He said, pick the top three things every day that we can do to further advance our business, our lives. Just try to do those three things. If fall short, that's okay. But don't get caught in by the distractions and everything. Certainty is out there. You can find it. You can create it even better, and we can help. Thanks for listening. We look forward to uh, having you on next week. Thanks again, Jessica. You're fantastic. Thank I'm you. a big fan. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Finding Certainty. 
We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.